Hey everybody, Mike D, Carly B, Week Eight Hunting Truth Podcast. We're going to talk about ice fishing. It's a Midwest tradition. <laughs> it is. It is. Step one is we need some ice. <laughs> no doubt. In Michigan, sometimes it's cold enough. Sometimes it's not. But if we do have ice, I feel like it's it feels like a Midwest tradition, right? I feel like everyone kind of talks about it. January, February, you know, winters in Michigan or the Midwest, you run out of things to do. So everyone's like, you got to get out on the hard water. And I feel like there's a lot of great influencers out there and brands that are really promoting it, but it's kind of scary. So for me, I'm like, I want to, I want to try. Um, I went a couple times and didn't have any luck, but I want to get out there and try and be more successful, more knowledgeable. But the big factor of it is it's kind of scary. So I want to be safe. So getting out there, Mike, what is... Step one, I've got some ice. How do I know if it's ice I want to go out on, that it's going to be safe? Okay. So the a lot of guys will tell you there's no such thing as safe ice, to be honest with you. There. Okay. Um, but I think once you get four or five inches of ice, it's perfectly fine. There'll be guys that tell you three inches is fine. They'll, you know, there's a lot of opinions. But getting out and, and going out with somebody who maybe – ice fishes a little bit going out to a lake where there's already quite a few people. Sure. Um, so when we're talking about four or five inches of ice, how do I know? Cause all I'm looking at is I see snow typically, you know, like yeah. I'm looking out there and I'm like, you don't know what's underneath mm -hmm. it. So what am I doing to figure out if there is four or five inches of ice? So I have a, I have a big long steel rod with a sharp end on it. They call it a spud. Okay. So it's a, a spud that my, that was my dad's. Um, if I go out ice fishing, I haven't been out in a couple of years, to be honest with you, but when I do go out, I'll take a spud and I'll spot check if it's a new piece of ice or, you know, that I haven't been on, um, whether it be a small lake okay. or a big piece of water. A lot of times if you're going up, let's say, walleye fishing to Saginaw Bay, there's a lot of guys that have already been going. Um, typically, I end up going with someone who's already kind of been going out. Mm -hmm. Um just to kind of play it safe, but sure. you know, there's cracks that open up. It, it is a pretty intimidating thing to, to yeah. navigate, but on a smaller local mm -hmm. piece of water, a spud just to kind of check as you go to see the thickness of the ice. So am I just stabbing the ice with the spud? Yep. Basically you're <laughs> stabbing the ice with the spud, um, until you make a hole and break through. Okay. Um, you know, I know some good old boys, that's all they use is just a spud to make a hole to, you know, catch bluegill, crappie. Okay. So I'm like literally using the spud to stab through four or five inches of ice. Yes. Dang. Okay. Yeah. And You're, then, so do I shovel off an area? You can like come a, right like down snow. through the snow and everything. Okay. A lot of times I'll kick a small area away with my boot okay. and, and then just jab the ice until we figure out if there's enough there. Okay. So if I'm trying to like go out there, then I'm going to wear some sort of like waterproof boot mm -hmm. and like kind of like gingerly step out onto the ice right i'm like gonna go out when it's like when i'm feeling like there's a decent amount of ice but like go out there what do you think like make it three or four feet onto the ice and then start stabbing the first spot or yeah um if you don't see anybody out there and you don't see a safe route you know somebody already fishing and you know typically that's a sign that it's that it's safe and yeah. that you're good to go um there's also little cleats um that you can get for your boots that you just throw on kind of over top of your rubber boot that'll keep okay. you from slipping okay and then go out you know three four five six feet you know go out a little ways make a hole and check 
um, when, when you're first getting into it, you know, try to get with somebody who, who goes and kind of understands, Yeah. you know, as we always say, if, if you can get somebody who's been doing it for a while and get hooked up with them, it's always a good way to start. Yeah. Okay. Um, so in preparation of going out there, then, um, I need ice that yep. I'm like mildly confident is going to be safe. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, now I, I'm going to need a spud. Yeah. Na- then basic other gear. What I'm assuming that the rod is different than what I'm using when I'm out there regular fishing. Absolutely. So, um, a lot of them are, are typically, you know, just a small, you know, 20, 24 inch type rod. Um, there's several different makers and then there's different actions. Um, if you, if you're educated with fishing, you know, there's different action rods depending on what type of, you know, fish you're fishing for. So what does that mean? What's an action? So panfish, you're going to use pretty much, you know, a panfish style ice fishing rod where walleye, you're going to need something with a little bit more backbone. Or if you're so, is that going to be just the strength of the rod itself? Yeah, how much it bends. Okay. Um, go to your local tackle shop. You know, like Fish and Tackle Grab Bags local here in Davison, and they're going to point you in the right direction. They're going to point you to you know some typical grubs and teardrops and some little stuff for panfish that will get you started. Okay. And so is it a normal, a regular reel that's going to go on this rod as well? Yep. They're small ice fishing reels. Um, you're going to use lighter line typically when you're ice fishing. Hmm. Something that um, goes well with cold weather. Okay. So what are the considerations on that, I guess? You know, when you're fishing for crappie, you're fishing for bluegill. Um, that's typically the panfish you're going to be messing with. You know, sunfish, crappie, bluegill. Um rock bass you Perch. know yeah they're they're smaller fish so a lot of times you'll use you know a two three pound test line okay when you're ice fishing um maybe maybe a little bit more um and then you're going to use a smaller reel smaller capacity because you're only typically going down anywhere from three foot to maybe 10 maybe 15 foot okay you know it's typically a lot shallower especially with panfish okay. a lot of times i've went bluegill fishing here locally and i'm only fishing three four foot interesting okay and then you're just sinking it right through so okay so is the spud going to i guess that's a different question is the spud going to create a hole that i'm actually going to fish yeah you can utilize it for both for both um spot checking ice as well as making a hole so you so you can you know drop your lure down um, or you can get a, a small auger. They have different size augers. It gets pretty complex. You know, you can get a six inch auger, an eight inch auger, a four inch auger. For pan fishing, you just need something smaller. Okay. Um, so what would be like a basic auger that I'm pan fishing? Like a four inch auger. Four inch auger. Okay. Yeah, that Great. would be lots. Now, this might seem like a silly question, but I know the first time when I went out ice fishing, I was like wildly concerned about this. So. Like the rules of the ice, I will call it. If I have like, because everyone's like, well, you know, you drill like four or five holes. Like, I don't want to trip on someone else's hole or like, you know, so like, is that, is that a concern or am I just being like putting too much thought into it that like, you know, that I need to mark all of these holes or like when I go to go inside, should I stick a stick in them or something? So like people know where I drilled holes or am I overthinking it? I think you're over or overthinking a little <laughs> bit. A lot of times when I go out, I'll make five, ten holes all in one area. So I'm only making that noise of that at that time. Okay. And then 
that way I'm not constantly scaring the fish that are underneath the ice. Makes sense. And then uh, we'll go ahead and just set the auger aside. I typically use an auger when we're making holes. And then we'll go ahead and just fish them holes until we get the bite we're looking for or not get the bite we're looking for and maybe just have a, a drink and go in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But when we're going in, what am I doing to make sure no one hurts themselves? The ice, the holes typically are freezing back over. And when you've got a smaller hole for, for panfish, um, typically guys aren't covering them back up, to be honest with you. Oh, really? Okay. So you, they should freeze over? Yes. Kind of yep. quick? Yep. Okay. Some guys will, you know, kicks you know the slush and the snow and stuff back in them um just to maybe help them freeze up a little faster but uh, for the most part i typically don't ever see anybody filling them in now if you have a larger hole you need to put something there you need to put you know some type of piece of brush or something you know especially if you take a chainsaw out there and you make a big opening you need to do something okay all right so i'm deaf i was definitely overthinking that then. a little bit yeah okay yeah. good well i just want to make sure that i'm not creating a hazard for somebody else yeah um you know and i know i'm i don't know i mean it's probably it probably is a mixture of being like fearful and nervous um of just like being out on the ice and i don't want to create something dangerous mm -hmm. for somebody else yeah so that's definitely like a concern of mine um okay so if it's freezing over relatively quickly is, is it potential that it's going to freeze over while i'm fishing and is there anything that i need to be doing about that if you're out there exposed and you don't have a shanty or something to cover yourself up with or you're not providing your a heat source or doing something to prevent that hole from freezing up you know it could be a constant battle you know keeping that thing open um you'll always have a little scooper with you so you, you know you're constantly keeping that hole open so I, I would bring like one of those, like, I think I've seen them online or something, mm -hmm. but like a little ice scoop. So I'm just like, kind of like keeping, like shoveling that off, I guess, or scooping yeah. it out. Yeah. Um, I like, if I'm out in the open exposed, I actually like keeping just enough to where I can keep that line functioning. So there's less daylight penetrating and they can't oh, see the movement as much from the bottom. You know, okay. it's just my theory. Yeah. I'm not saying it's <laughs> correct, but. Okay. Um, now. We talked about rod and reel. What would be some, because like, I don't know, if I'm going out and pan fishing, right, I'm like nightcrawler girl through and through. Yeah. What's going to be like maybe two or three good go-to, like, I don't know anything, but if I maybe drop these two or three different, you know, lures or baits down a hole that it might work. So in the winter, uh, a lot of people use wax worms um, and, or small grubs, essentially. Okay. And they're using teardrops, um, little small plastics. You know, it's it's very specific for ice fishing. So what's a teardrop, I guess? Um, a small metal bait with a hook on it. Okay. Um, shape, you know, just as it explains, a teardrop, you know, almost like a teardropping. Mm -hmm. You know, they're slender. There are different shapes to them. The best thing to do is to go to a local bait shop and just... Pick the brain of whoever's working there and just ask them for a few, few little items. You don't need much. Okay. You know, a handful of ice fishing baits will take you a long way when it comes to panfish. Okay. When you get into walleye, lake trout, and things, it gets a lot more complex. You know, I'm far from the expert when it comes to fishing, um, but 
you just need a few little things. Yeah. And if we're starting off, right, like never been out there, I'm going to be happy as hell just making it out there without falling through. I'm going to be stoked yeah. that I've got a freaking <laughs> yeah. hole in the ice. Yeah. So I'll have four or five things just to drop in there and give it a whirl. Um, now, right, like I'm out there and I've got some, you know, stuff in my tackle box and I'm feeling confident. What would be some of the stuff that I'm taking in consideration? Maybe I'm pulling up Navy Onyx to look at the like topography, the layout of the mm-hmm. lake. What am I looking for? That's going to, because I feel like the fish are probably going to be hanging out in different spots than summer. Where might I like try and target? Yeah, you're going to, you're going to target, you know, some shallow water spots when it comes to panfish typically, unless sometimes crappie um, will suspend in a little bit deeper holes in the winter and, and you'll catch them suspended. Um, if you're not using, you know, a Vexlar or a Garmin or a piece of electronics to, to find those fish, sometimes it's, it's a challenge finding them. Okay. Um, nowadays with all the electronics out there, a lot of guys, they're punching holes, they're scanning till they find fish and then they fish. I mean, it's that simple anymore. Okay. I'm going old school because I'm, <laughs> okay. I can't, right? Like if you're just I getting gotcha. into it, you know, you're maybe buying a rod and reel and stuff. That's mm-hmm. kind of, that starts to add up. I, you know. For just getting into it to see if you even like it, right? Can I stand being out on the ice for this yeah. long before you buy something that's a couple hundred bucks? Um, so, like, am I fishing structures, drop-offs? Yeah, like, what's the... I would go to the nearest transition from deep water to shallow, and okay. I would start there. Okay. Closest to shore. That's the safest, too, right? Yeah. Okay, and that'd so, be a good place to start. Yeah, talk to... If you're going to go that way, you know, try to talk to some people who have been on that lake before. Um, do what you can to get it. Do a little bit of research. There's there's a lot of people that'll give you information. If like, is it is it a thing where you like look in the hole and you're like looking for weeds and stuff? No, I I mean some guys probably do. Okay. But nowadays, most people are going out and they're dropping a piece of electronics, like I said, and, <laughs> and, and, and looking. Um, I mean, you could you could cover yourself up and look down in the hole and and have an understanding of vegetation and what's down there, um, but at that point you're just trying to get lucky and land on some fish. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Now let's say hypothetically, I am lucky enough and I catch a fish. What am I doing with it? Typically, we just set them right on the ice. Oh, really? It's cold enough. Do they die quick? Um, sometimes, yeah. So, I mean, like, different different types of fish, right? You might be, like, dispatching them. You might be, like, bleeding them out. Like, I don't, like, what are the considerations for that? Like, because I'm it, not going to bring a bucket it, of water out there. No, right? I get it. I get it. So, I mean, I'm bringing typically a small shanty, but you're talking about minimalistic type stuff. Yeah. You know, if you're sitting on a bucket and you're hanging out, set your fish over to the side and then pick them up when you're done, throw them in your bucket. When you get back to the house, let them thaw. To the point where you can fillet them properly, fillet the fish out, utilize every piece of meat that you can. Okay. And then utilize the scraps in your garden if you can, or, you know, do the, do the best you can to, to respect the animal in every way and then, and then move on. Okay. So I'm catching them and just like kind of setting them next to me on the ice at this yep. point. Okay. And a lot of guys use shanties because as they catch them, you know, they don't want the guy next to them to see they're catching fish. So, <laughs> Well, or I've heard about where, you know, people put fish out and eagles will come by. If you're in an area with eagles. Okay. That eagles come by. I haven't had any eagle business, but <laughs> it sounds, it sounds like a lot of fun. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it would be awesome actually. And frightening potentially yeah. if you're sitting there and an eagle comes 
sworn by That actually it. would be badass yeah. if an eagle came down and took a fish <laughs> I was hanging right out on the you. ice. Yeah. <laughs> um there are derbies and different things like my buddy bob um actually you know bob he mm-hmm. just put a thing um on facebook they're having a ice fishing derby where there's oh, yeah. going to be a bunch of people getting a little local ice fishing derby or get together go out and you know that they're going to help you navigate through you know where you need to be fishing if the ice is safe you know when you're getting into ice fishing and you're brand new do what you can to get around some people who have some experience because okay. it can get dangerous really fast. Okay. So for like one of those derbies, you could go there and they have little fundraisers. Okay. Okay. So, um, the thing that he was advertising, it's a memorial fundraiser for, I think it's for a guy that passed away or something like that. And you know, everybody donates just a little bit of money. It goes to the family and everybody's just getting together and they do some little prizes. You know, it's not a big tournament, but mm-hmm. It's a good way to get introduced into it. But you might be able to like bop around and talk yeah. to people and learn Make some new friends, get in the yeah. community. They might be into hunting. You never know what you're going to get out of it, but you're creating relationships in the outdoors, which is awesome. Yeah. Okay. That'd be a great way to get into it. Yeah. Very cool. Um, For people who are kind of just getting started too, or you'd recommend smaller inland lakes or yes, ponds? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, they, they freeze up a little faster typically, um, you know, if there's not a spring. Um, I, I think that's the best way to go personally. Okay. When you start talking about getting into the bigger water, you're going out on four-wheelers, you're going out on snowmobiles. Most guys are taking shanties. You just, you got to be ready and more experienced to handle the situation typically. Yeah. For... For people who are going out there, um, do you recommend like dragging a sled out there, like like a a sledding sled, I guess, yeah, well, that like could carry some gear for you? And then are you just sitting on a bucket, or for like, yeah. I mean, very basic, getting into it again? Yeah, no, there's guys that will go out and you know you could even get they call them jet sleds. It's one of the brands. Okay, you know, it's simply simply just like a sled, like you're talking, where you could pull some gear out. Um, my grandpa actually took a. a small wooden box that he made and put a couple of old um cross-country skis no nice and then we would just pull that out there with a few rods i mean you don't need much okay that's what's kind of cool about it that is yeah and i just think like i said it is kind of just a tradition that you know there's not there is a lot to do in you know the midwest when it's cold or wherever you're at when it is cold um and I feel like a lot of people are very interested in it, but it can be a little bit intimidating and you mm-hmm. don't want to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars no. to get out there. Um, you know, so the, the basics to get out there, have some fun, be safe. Um, one other thing I guess I want to talk about is I feel like I see a lot of like bib sets that are like, have like, you know, um, reinforced or reinforced knees or knee pads and mm-hmm. stuff in them. So the reality of it is, is am I spending a lot of time like, um, you know, on my knees or I'm going to be on the bucket more or like, what am I like, how, what I, what should I be considering in regards to that? I guess. Well, a lot of guys will drop to their knees when they're bringing fish up. If they're checking tip ups, if you're going to utilize a tip up, it just all depends on, on how you're going to fish. A lot of them, um, heavy duty bibs, like, you know, your striker bibs and, and uh and brands it's it's about insulating too 
so your knees don't get as cold, you know, when you're sitting there all day and the wind's hitting. Oh, okay. You know, they're going to reinforce some different areas to keep you nice and warm. Okay. And, um, shoot, what was the one thing that you just mentioned that I was going to ask about? Hmm. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll circle back around to that. <laughs> I had one other question that just, uh, hit my mind when you were talking about that. But, um... The, any other items that are like for sure must for ice fishing? You got to have warm clothes. You have, a, you have to have a way to make a hole in the ice to where you can get your line and your lure down. Um, I'm biased and I'll say that you have to have some ice fishing products from lure lipstick in order to be successful. <laughs> um, no, just go to your local bait shop and talk to some talk to a couple good old boys or just talk to a couple guys at the bait shop you know people will point you somewhat in the right direction i'm not saying go in there and ask them for a fishing hole but, <laughs> but they'll point you in the right direction and let you know what you need to, to get going but basic fishing rods some warm clothes you know some hand warmers you know keep your hands i like gloves that have just a couple fingers i used to mm -hmm. cut fingers i used to just cut the the pointer finger and the thumb okay. out there just so i hit little easier to get around okay um and i guess one other way that i like i know that i'm someone who's looking to get into ice fishing so reach out to people reach out to us reach out online to some of these organizations that you know are getting people outdoors and connecting people um i would love the opportunity to maybe go out with a couple people and learn about ice fishing together right like if we're all going out we can have some fun with it you know and if we're not catching fish at least we're laughing over a hot chocolate or something or snacks, snacks. snacks we always got snacks so yeah. you know consider that reach out or all beginners at some point in everything. So, you know, we can definitely create a community around learning, um, you know, and being out on the Absolutely. ice together. If we get some hard water here in Michigan, uh, we're going to put together something and get some people outdoors and get them involved. Um, again, this is Mike D and Carly B. Thanks again for watching. We appreciate you. See you next week.